0: I'd love to spend uh, some time now like, just to share reflections with you all um, on this Epiphany Sunday. Um, over the Christmas period, uh, Beth and I, um, we watched um, the classic Christmas movie, Die Hard. <laughs> yes, it is a Christmas movie. Um, and it wasn't the first time we've watched it. We've seen it many, many times, um, Maybe you didn't uh, watch Die Hard, maybe you watched another favorite movie of yours for the umpteenth time. Uh, and isn't it true that when we watch our favorite movies, our favorite albums, or read our favorite books again, every time we visit those uh, works, we always pick up something new, something different each time? Um, well, in a, in a way, this is very similar to the seasons of church life. Every year, we journey as Christians through the Christian calendar. We journey through Advent, Epiphany, Lent, Easter, Pentecost, and ordinary time. You've heard us speaking so many times about this. Um, that's the way we uh, we speak to the Christian calendar and worship around that. It shapes our worship throughout the year. One of the reasons we worship in this sort of cyclical way in the church around the world is because each church season with its familiar stories and songs and prayers, those stories intersect with our lives and what we are living through at that very moment. It's a bit like re-watching those movies or re-listening to those old albums or re-reading those favorite books. We discover every time, every year, something new because Every year our lives are different. We're living through different times. And these stories, the story of God working in the world intersects with our lives in a completely new way. Something new for us as followers of Christ to discover every time. Uh, Every time we come and interact with the story of God and his work in the world. We've just finished the Christmas season. We've come out of Christmas. Christmas and so today, Sunday. In fact, this week begins uh, the beginning of the season of Epiphany, which is in the Christian calendar. I guess Epiphany, twenty twenty-one, probably speaks to us very differently than Epiphany twenty twenty. Perhaps, if we've eyes and ears to 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 hear uh, in this season, we might discover something altogether new for us. We might indeed experience hope and grace in this season of light in the midst of all that is going on around us. Epiphany intersects um, with the familiar. Um, This intersection of the familiar with our present unknown is the space in which God's Spirit is at work in our lives, speaking to us, guiding us, and nurturing us. And so, We're here on Epiphany Sunday. And what is Epiphany, you may be asking. Epiphany, the season of Epiphany, is one of the oldest Christian feasts celebrated by the church. It's commonly known as the 12th night, 12th day, or the Feast of Epiphany. And it means to make manifest, to make known, to be revealed. And so Epiphany is a season when we as Christians, again, we're revisiting it again every year, and this year we revisit it. It's a, it's a season when we as Christians consider the life of Jesus, and we ask, what is God revealing to me through the life and reality of Jesus this year? What's God revealing to me through his life, his miracles, his parables, his healings, the rebukes, the conversations, the debates, and the invitations of Jesus? What is God revealing to me, I, uh, I read this week that the work of spiritual formation during epiphany is to build a bridge between Jesus' life and our lives through paying attention. Let me read that again. I, the work, the spiritual formation during epiphany is to build a bridge between the life of Christ and our lives simply by paying attention. Attention by opening our eyes and our hearts and looking around. Over the next month, we're going to begin a series today and over the next month, um, an epiphany series called Look for the Light. And that's going to help us to learn and to pay attention. And I pray, hopefully, build a bridge between the life of Christ and our lives. The first this morning... Is from the Christmas story, you will know it as that moment in Matthew chapter 2, the moment when the Magi, the wise people, the three kings from the East visit Jesus the Christ as a child at his birth and they bring him gifts. And in yet another strange twist to the Christmas story, it happened to be pagan astrologers who were first to visit the Christ. Um, the most venerated visitors to the manger were these wise men, these pagan astrologers. The story tells us of the Magi from the east and their arrival at the manger in Bethlehem. In fact, it's a strange and twist in the Christmas story because their stargazing practice was actually expressly forbidden in Jewish law. I guess it's a little bit like uh, modern-day horoscopes, um, Yet in this story, we find them as the very people who were welcomed and their gifts received. These pagan astrologers, these seekers came and they had longing in their hearts, seeking out the divine, lifting their heads heavenwards, following the star in the night sky and traveling a huge distance to find the baby born in the manger in Bethlehem. What a strange twist to the Christmas story, and it's an incredible story that these spiritual seekers, despite not being Jewish or from God's people at that time, they were the ones open and seeking, with open and seeking hearts. The story tells us that they arrived with longing in their hearts and gifts of, of gold and frankincense and myrrh, gifts that were appropriate for the one that would be our king, that would be our priest and our saviour. Among the many things that can be said about this story for us today is to consider just the context of what we now call the incarnation of God's arrival into the world. Let's think about the context. Here we find Jesus being born, the light of the world, and it was not at the epicentre of the empire but it was in a small backwater town in Bethlehem and in a manger. And here the revelation, the epiphany of God comes right into the mess of humanity, into the darkest and the most unlikely of places. And here we find God as a baby. In the most Uh, unlikely of places, but manifest as a baby, vulnerable and weak. No show of strength, no political rally, no grand entrance. Born under darkness in the unlikely place of Bethlehem, joining with us in our humanity, being born as a baby and all that comes with that. And here we find in the context of that arrival, the very ones to discover the arrival of God in the world, the divine presence in the world, the light of God in the world, the very ones to find him were the stargazers, the magi, the seekers with longing on their hearts. I think in the midst of a world that seems so dark right now, with a pandemic that um, is seemingly getting worse each day before it gets better, and all the struggles that entail from that, with the unrest in the nations, as we've looked on our TV screens this week in the US and all of the problems there, when we think about the issues of our everyday personal lives, I want to say this morning, let us know that God is with us. He is with us in it all. And indeed, even today, in January 2021, even this morning, God is found in the most unlikely places. He's found in the darkest places. There is a light if we have eyes to see, if we have longing on our hearts, if we're paying attention like the Magi in the story. And so just like the Magi were the ones to discover Christ, to discover Christ first, I guess I pray and my message this morning to us as a church, to you wherever you are sitting at home, is that may we be seekers that look for the light, even in the midst of darkness, that look for the light with faith and with hope. In his book, Understanding Christian Spirituality, Catholic theologian Michael Downey writes this the spiritual life and especially its expression in mystical experience is not so much a matter of striving for heights of mystical union between the soul and God who is utterly different from us it is rather more it is rather more a matter of attending to God's presence with us and responding to God's presence by being present to the divine presence that is already near the long history of Christian spirituality has to do with the various ways of responding to God's presence and participating ever more fully in the divine life, altogether present in human life, in history, the world, and the church. In other words, we show up to God's presence. God's presence is all around us and can be seen even in the most unlikely situations, even in the darkest places, but it is us that has to show up to God's presence in the world. So this is the invitation to us, Redeemer, this epiphany season, to look for the light, to show up to God's presence, to pay attention, to learn how to be present to divine presence, which is always near if we have eyes to see, even in the darkness. And like those wise travelers, those magi who bumbled along, imperfectly as they did until they finally, finally found the Christ in the manger where the presence of God was being revealed to them at that particular moment in human history. Let us, let us this epiphany season take our place in the long history of Christian seekers who participate ever more fully in the divine life as it is expressed to us uniquely in this moment of human history. It is a moment that is imperfect and dangerous, and yet pregnant with possibility all at the same time. Yesterday, I, uh, I came across a social media post from our own Jude Hill, and it was a simple message along with this beautiful image of Belfast in the sunshine, and it said, beauty isn't cancelled, and this is so true, and in fact, I would, I would add to that as well, that hope is not cancelled, faith is not cancelled, but love, faith and love, these things abound, these things are alive, so much of us in these days around us, our world, uh, our city, so much is closed, so much is cancelled, so much is limited as we live through this pandemic, our lives are simpler in some ways, but it's tiresome. And yet, there is still today so much that is alive, so much that is not cancelled. Life is alive and happening and speaking to us if we pay attention. Like the Magi discovering the Christ, if we seek the presence of God in this world, the divine presence, we will experience it and see it, look for the light. And this is especially true at this time that we're living through. I'm reminded, and I was reading this week again, of these simple words by the poet Mary Oliver and her simple instruction for living. And it's these three phrases. Pay attention, be astonished, tell about it. Pay attention, be astonished, tell about it. Beautiful. This epiphany Sunday, this epiphany season is calling us to look for the light. To look for the light. It reminds me of another beautiful writer called Wendell Berry and his um, seemingly unoriginal formula for a good life. Uh, This is Wendell Berry's formula for the good life slow down, pay attention, do good work, love your neighbors, love your place, stay in your place, settle for less. Enjoy it more. I just love that wisdom from Wendell Berry. And I note the slowing down and the paying attention that he is calling us to. So the overall theme on this Epiphany Sunday as we come to a close with our reflection this morning is this pay attention, look for the light, know that Christ is with you and find right where you are, right in the midst of your life, right in the midst of, of maybe the mess that you might find yourself in, the circumstances, the situation, the hardships. If you've eyes to see in the midst of this noise of uncertainty and fear taking place in our world today, may we slow down in this season of distraction and uncertainty. May we pay attention and may the Holy Spirit help us to be surprised and delighted, to find the light of divine life in the darkest and most unlikely of times and places. Pay attention. Pay attention for the invitation to choose connection over isolation. Pay attention for the invitation to choose vulnerability over avoidance. Pay attention for the invitation to choose hope and love over fear. The presence of Christ is with us, always there for us to see and to discover. May we know the light of Christ in our lives, even in the darkness, even in the darkest corners of our hearts and our own personal lives. May God's Spirit empower us, resuscitate us, resurrect us, bring us to life. And may indeed the Spirit empower us to be the light of Christ and the presence of God in the world to others. In this hard season, I'm reminded of this quote by Henry Nouwen about cultivating our spiritual lives and keeping our hearts open to God. He says, Our first and foremost task is to faithfully care for the inward fire so that when it is really needed, it can offer warmth and light to lost travelers. Prayer is a great place to begin. I read this quote this week that prayer is more than a lighted candle. It is the contagion of health. It is the pulse of life. The contagion, not of death, but of health and of life. The prayer, the beautiful practice to help us pay attention and to see and experience the, the, the presence of Christ in this season. So during Epiphany, as we look for the light, let us be open. Redeemer, let us pay attention, let us... Be playful, let us show up to the presence of God in our lives and reflect on this truth that Jesus is God made manifest to us. Jesus is the divine come to be with us, God with us. He is the one that we follow. He's the one whose mission that we continue to live on and to show God and his light. Please do join me in a prayer. Just before we sing again, Let me lead you in this prayer. O God, by the leading of a star, you manifest your only Son to the peoples of the earth. Lead us, who know you now by faith to your presence, where we may see your glory face to face through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And I have a prayer, a liturgy here that I'd love to read over us. That captures what we've been sharing and reflecting on this morning. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of God has risen upon us. Let your heart thrill and rejoice. The Christ in human form was born sought by sages and mystics, offered the dearest of gifts and divinely protected by evil rulers, from evil rulers. In the same way, the mystery, Christ in us, the hope of glory, has been born in our hearts, offered our most valuable gifts, our energy and our attention, and we protect and cultivate it in our lives. As the wise men from the East undertook a long journey to visit Christ, so we become aware of ourselves on a journey of wisdom, of transformation, of enlightenment, of learning to embody love. Help us, O God, to become like the sages of old, paying attention to the movement of the Spirit, willing to offer our best, attuned to the presence of God in the world and in our hearts. Amen.